No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. Shout out to the Who That Nation. We up in this thing. Wednesday stream, hump day. We up in this thing. Shout out to the Coma fam. We doing it. Saints making moves, fam. And this one, Saints Inc., both defensive back Jonathan Abram and defensive lineman re-signing Malcolm Roach back to the squad. Saints making moves, baby. Shout out to the fam. Y'all guys making moves, too. Big ups to you guys for being in the stream. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and by all means, the share button and share the show on your social media feed. It's, it helps us out greatly, baby. So shout out to the fam, Dana. Shout out to your queen brother, Eric's in the building. Molly Mall, Tori Shepard, Senior, it's Poppy 504 is in this thing. Good to see you, fam. Trav 504, uh, OG Jerry Poor's in this thing. Shout out to you, brother JT, BJ9, Kevin McKnight. Uh, Brother Andre, shout out to you as well. Good to see you. God's appointed one. Much love to you as well. Young City Nightward is in this thing. Farouk is in this thing. Much love. What's up, Antoinette? Shout out to you, Queen. Good to see you out in the building as well. Brother Donovan, what's up, Brother Donovan? Good to see you, man. AKA the scientist is in this thing. Good to see you, fam. Appreciate you. B Rock, what's popping, baby? Much love to the fam, man. Josh Goat 23. Brother Lewis is in this thing. Mario Tron, what's, what's popping, fam? Thank y'all, man, for being here. Black and gold making it pop and shake, man. They're making it move. 
Uh, brother Jared, I see you, fam. Kevin Meadows, I see you, fam. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Joseph, what's happening, brother? Good to see Joseph in this thing as well. Shout out to the entire great Saint Thank Tank and the Who That Nation, man. Mr. Don, what's popping, my brother? Good to see you. Also, shout out to Jelly Wick and Antonio Moya, as well as Vibing with the Joneses. Appreciate you guys as well. L-Dub, shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you. Fam, the Saints making moves. Of course, this came, uh, what was it, late yesterday, I think the news came out about uh, Abram. And Abram might seem familiar to some of the family members. Shout out to Professor. I didn't get a chance to reply to your email, my brother. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Professor got a hell of a memory, man. <laughs> I talked about Jonathan Abram several years ago to, for some of the family members because he was a kid from where uh, my grandparents came from, you know, well, Tyler Town, the Columbia, stuff around there. He's from that area. And uh, he played, he was prep. He went to college at Mississippi State. He got drafted by the Oakland Raiders or the Los Angeles Raiders or whatever you want to call them. And he was a phenomenal hitter. Uh, where he is now he kind of fell out of favor with the Raiders and then ended up going to Seattle but let me tell you something about this kid this kid will knock your block off man I mean he ain't scared to hit like we had some of these guys that would tuck their head and be afraid of contact Jonathan Abrams would knock your goddamn block off he's not afraid of contact he got some stuff he got to work on with his game but a lot of people I I talked about uh, Jonathan Abrams and about that that hard hitting safety that I like so the Saints getting these guys, right, Abram and Lonnie Johnson Jr., these are lengthy uh, um, uh, safety types. Well, you know, Lonnie's a guy who can play a little cornerback for you. But listen, this is an upgrade in terms of depth for the Saints so far. Now, how it translates on the field, we have to wait and see. But I am encouraged by some of these moves and how the Saints are handling it <clears throat> doing the thing. Now, he's a better than a Sorensen. That's most certain he is, isn't he? <laughs> Lonnie Johnson Jr. and Jonathan Abram is definitely an upgrade over a Lance Sorensen. So let's just say that much. So that's an improvement. Shout out to Hoodie. Don Duck 4444. Shout out to you. What's up, Brother Revolt? Shout out to you as well. Brother Darrell's in this thing. Good to see you. Much love, Brother Mario. Shout out to you. Yeah, yeah, I know Mario says I love him in college. Yeah, that, that's the deal. Gundam. Shout out to you, brother. He says, question Q, are we going to address the defensive tackle? And I'll definitely, in defensive end, in draft, no doubt about it, man. No doubt about it, because listen, we y'all seen the show when Bob popped up on the show. Uh, what was it? The last Monday show. It was the Monday stream. And shout out to Bob and the Saints News Network. Uh, he came and dropped some really good game, had fun uh, with him talking about it. And he made a great point about Nate Shepard, the other defensive tackle that we were able to get uh, um, next to Kale and Saunders. The guy is is uh, is uh, is is impressive. But I still see the Saints going into the draft looking at defensive end and defensive tackle. I mean, Cam Jordan still one year left on his deal. You you have a question mark about who operates outside of Cam. And even if you place Carl Granderson there, you know, is Carl Granderson more of a reliable defensive end than Peyton Turner? And Peyton Turner has the first round grade going into year three. So is Peyton Turner the guy? The new passing yule was there, but you can also say they can kick him inside if they need him, if they need him to. But so it most certainly the Saints still need to address the defensive end because Cam's on the back end of his career. You have question marks in terms of Peyton Turner being the extra defensive end. Carl Grandison, I love Carl Grandison, but is he ready for a full-time role? And Tanu Passanio is simply a rotational player. 
at this point in his career. So ain't no doubt about it. The Saints did bring Malcolm Roach back. He's the key reserve portion. Prince Amelie, who's a practice squad defensive tackle, the Saints still got some work to do on the defensive line. And listen, the Saints lost three starters in free agency due to uh, them moving on. Davenport has, you know, what he was, and then two of our interior guys in Shai Tuttle and David Onyemata. So the Saints are doing their best, and they did a really good job of replacing those guys quick, man. And nobody really seen the Saints looking. I was looking at more broader, bigger names. So shout out to the Saints uh, scouting staff, Jeff Ireland, and the rest of those guys saying, hey, man, these are two under-the-road signings that can really end up being solid movements for the Saints. Because if you study the tape on Kalen Saunders and Nate Shepard, they, those guys do not lack for strength, violence, and also the, the physicality, rather a better term for that. But those guys are physical, they're fierce, and they have high motors. So it, they definitely exhibit the type of nasty interior defensive line that you want to have. We just got to make sure we put the depth behind them and keep that thing going. So I, I do approve of, of the Saints move, and I put my stamp of approval on that thing. Shout out to you, Hoodie. Good to see you, my brother. Millie Too Ill is in this thing. Shout out to you, KB. Much love, Queen. Good to see you. Coach Todd's in this thing as well. Good to see you. Appreciate you. Thank you, Brother Gundam, for the question. Tragic shout out to you, my brother. Good to see you as well. And that bit, I, I call tragic common sense tragic, man, because he always got the great common sense uh, uh, commentary to his game. All right, so anyway, shout out to every man. Appreciate y'all for being, everybody and everybody for being in this building. Appreciate y'all guys. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of the show. We're going to go over those recent signings. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, the Saints we're looking at trying to get Foster Monroe into contract. And it's just uh, crossed over not too long ago. So we're going to go over that article here as well. So please hit the like button as we get ready to go. All right. Shout out to Bruce Bro. He says, I like Turner now that Davenport left open his opportunity. I see Abrams as a sort of extra linebacker or certain plays and then safety blitz. Thank you, bro. Appreciate your commentary. Sydney, shout out to you as well. Good to see you in the chat. So with that being said, fam, let's get on the share screen here and let's get to the meat and potatoes of the article. We go over Jonathan Abrams. And like we said, man, we talked about this kid before. Uh, and Abrams is a guy, man, that let me tell you something. I love his game. Now, like I said, he fell out of favor with the Raiders and ended up going to Seattle. But this is a good young player that brings physicality to the Saints defense, you know. And then you're getting these young veterans that had a lot of playing experience in Lonnie, in Lonnie and in Nine Jonathan. It definitely helps the depth situation because, remember, Tyron Matthew is, is at the back end of his career, you know. You got Marcus May who missed one discipline. He got the New York stuff that's still up to whatever. He might miss two or three games. And then you have the fact that Marcus May misses time. He missed six games for the Saints due to injury last year. So, I mean, you know, the Saints seen that and they appropriately are taking the movements to kind of fortify the safety position with young vets. You know, which is which is good. Guys that have still a lot of potential. Saints add former first round pick to their roster. So the Saints add uh, in, a, in a matter of days, they add uh, Lonnie to the mixture. He's a former second round pick. These are young defensive backs with experience. Like these guys are four or five year uh, young uh, veterans. So and, and these guys have have a lot of snappage, and a lot of experience there. So you have one guy that's a former second round pick in Lonnie. And then Jonathan Abrams is a former first round pick. So that, that, that is pretty good to be backups on your team. 
Not bad at all. Veteran safety and former first round pick Jonathan Abram planned. Uh, he, he planned. He signed with the Saints. It's official. The Saints announced it. Print pending his physical. 24th overall or 27 picked overall in 2019 draft. Never lived up to the hype. And, uh, out of Mississippi State, big hitting safety. I tell you, I put the tape on. Love how he plays the game fierce and will knock your block off, man. Love how that kid plays the game. So the Saints did sign this kid. And then, like we said, not too long after you seen them sign Lonnie Johnson to come in as well to play a versatile role, either cornerback or safety. Now, here's a little piece right here. Or Jonathan Abram, they showing you a little piece here. That is six. Look at, look at him. I mean, this is called being triggered right here. Boom. Just lower your shoulder. Look at that. This is a little hit piece on Boom. Took a lot of heat last week, a lot of missed tackles. But this is how you come aggressive. Boom. Look at that. That that right there. Look at him, man. Like a missile out of a cannon. This kid, love his game. He'll see you. Yeah, he's a heat-seeking missile. That's what I call this game, man. And he takes pride in hitting you, man. And so that was a little footage right there just to show you what he got, man. So, yeah, I'm really excited about him. Best season came in 21. He tallied 116 tackles in the pick. Last season, he had 60 total tackles between three teams. So in his best season in 21, the man put up 116 tackles from the safety position. This is who you got. And then the other guy, Lonnie Johnson, if you put on his footage, another lanky player that likes to hit but does have versatility. None of these guys are, are afraid to locate the ball carrier. Like we talked about, I was like, man, I'm elated to be able to get this guy because a lot of family members put one in the chat. If you remember me talking up Jonathan Abram, I was like, man, we was playing the Raiders. I mean, I love this kid. You know, he gets you excited. It's the big hit guys that come from the backfield that see the ball carrier that lays a stamp on the opposing team. Like, you ain't going to come in here and run this goddamn ball today. Pow, bing, boom, you know? And that's what he brings, that fierceness, man. His game kind of reminds me of the former great safety. I love this game. We used to play for the 49ers, man. Uh, what's his name, man? Uh, he moved on to the rate to the Redskins. Y'all put it in the chat if y'all knew who I'm talking about, man. See, only the real, the football mind's going to do who I'm making mentioning up. Now, his game is similar to the former 40, not Dante Whitner, but it was the other guy that started next to Whitner. What's his name, family? That's who his game reminds me of. Y'all put it in the chat to remind me because I forgot. <laughs> but when I seen Jonathan Abrams play, it remind no, not Ronnie Lott. Not Ronnie Lott. Is He's a more current player that used to play for the 49ers when Dante Whitmer was there. So, nah, nah, not Ronnie Lott. Not Lott. No, no, no. That's a little too far. Not Atwater. We talking about recent. Y'all probably know. Y'all probably ain't go. Guess it. Tragic. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Not Landry. Mm-mm. No, y'all, y'all getting close, though. No, not Lott. Not Lott at all. But his game reminds me, man, I can't think of the man's name right now. It's not Lorraine Landry. So, y'all, I'm going to have to look it up because it's messing with me now, man. No, it's not. It's a former 49er safety. He went on to the uh, to become, he played for the Redskins. Not, what's up, Till? No, it's not Landry, bro. Uh, let me see. Oh, man, y'all, y'all thought y'all might have had the answer. Let me. Yeah, Jersey, I'm lost. There you go, BJ9. Shout out to BJ9, man. BJ9 called him out. Deshaun Goldston. Y'all remember Goldston? That's right, Trey. It's Goldston. Y'all remember him? Y'all, y'all look up Deshaun Goldston, man. Y'all look him up. Not swearing good. That is Deshaun Goldston. 
Look them up. Y'all remember Deshaun Goldston? Very, I love their games, man. Goldston was a lot. It was more complete on the the passing end because he was really he made plays. But Deshaun Goldston would lay you out. Y'all look up Deshaun Goldston if y'all don't remember who that is. That ball was awesome, man. And that's what Abrams' game reminds me of. Deshaun Goldston. He's a. He, this is a solid pickup for the Saints, man. And I really love how the Saints added these guys. And this is the depth chart right here. As you can see, if we look at some of the safeties here and you see some of the moves uh, behind Marcus May, you see Lonnie Johnson Jr., you see Jonathan Abram. Really impressed. Really impressed. Yeah, my dog, Google him, man. Look up his tape. Da- Dante Hitner. There you go, Damon. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing him back, bro, because listen, I'm a, I'm a guy that loves the hard hitting safety, right? I love the hard hitting safety. It's a fearlessness and a ferociousness to these guys' game. Like, let me run this footage back right quick of how these safeties play. And this what ignites this. Ign- Sammy Knight's not a bad uh, uh, example either, even though, you know, you had slow slam. Sammy was kind of slow, but still in all, when he gets to you, he'll pop you, he'll knock you out. But in his early years, he had them big old shoulder pads. Sammy Knight will say goodnight to you. But this, this, but our, but this was. This six, I'll Check get a look at him. I mean, this is called being triggered right here. Boom! Wow. Just lower your shoulder. Love this game. Boom! A lot of heat last week. A lot of yeah, missed tackles. Pinpoint some and go right for him. Boom! Aggressive. Look at that. That, Man, that, that right there is. I'm telling you, when you plan like that, that just ignites the defense. It ignites the defense, and I know he's going to be a backup there, but he's going to get an opportunity to get out there and play if something happened with Marcus May or or or, or Tyron Matthew. So having good players like this, a hard-hitting guy like Jonathan Abrams, is a big thumbs up. I've been advocating for this dude for a while, and let matter of fact, let me see if I can spend some footage right quick. Here's him, some footage from Deshaun Gold. I mean, from Deshaun Goldston, <laughs> Jonathan Abrams. Here you go. Let's hear from him a little bit, family. Hear what he had to say. I'm gonna play a little bit of this interview here. Um, my decision kind of came down to a couple of you know reasons. You know, I got the chance to play with some great guys. They've already had a great culture of playing defense here, um, it's close to home, which kind of makes sense for me. You know, it means a little bit more when you're kind of playing for what they call the home team. You know, I kind of got that same experience coming from college. You know, when it started out at Georgia, ended up finished up at Mississippi State. You know, so. And pretty much, you know, coming here, I look at the defensive backs who play here. You know, they all pretty much have had success, whether they're here or whether they've left. So, you know, excited to be a part of, you know, the culture now. I love Jonathan Abrams, man, his game. The fact that he's from uh, right up there in Mississippi, how he played. You watch the Mississippi State tape. He's not just a hitter. But the dude, what's up, brother Pat? Rich, shout out to you, bro. Good to see you. Dadu, what's happening, baby? T. Scott, I see you. St. John, how you doing, my friend? Pammy Whammy, what's popping, man? Good to see y'all in here. What's on, Mo? Shout out to you as well, fam. Good to see y'all. Appreciate y'all for stopping by. Uh, Derek, brother Derek Hennessy, shout out to you. My dog, Teal, in the building. Shout out to you as well, fam. Appreciate you. Brother Charles in this thing. But listen, this is the thing. You know, and y'all and family members, I, I do a lot of shows, and I've been talking a lot of crap for a long time, but... Abram was a guy I felt like gives you the temperament and the attitude. And even though he's a reserve for the Saints, this these are the type of signings that you will you love to see because he brings with him him and Lonnie Johnson. They have a certain mentality. They have this mentality, even though this brother's a first round draft pick, 
And the Saints have done a wonderful job in finding this talent and adding them to the team, him and Lonnie Johnson, within days of each other. So if you're looking at the draft, you're saying, EQ, man, we're looking at the safety room and we got two safeties that could be facing. Well, you're in pretty good condition now. DJ D Smooth, thank you, bro, for be hitting that uh, button and becoming a pro star number one. Shout out to brother DJ D Smooth. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. So awesome move. Yeah. Gulf Coast players, SEC is the gold mine in this draft. Indeed. I love this pickup, man. I'm, I'm not going to tell you, you no know, because I love his temperament. I love what he brings to the to the safety room, the defensive back room. Young player, tremendous upside. Saints, one-year deal with the guy. And listen, Lonnie, him and Lonnie, John, Lonnie Johnson will do a good job for us. They give us good safety depth there. So the Saints, man, I got to give them all the love in the world on this one for picking this team up. Let's move on to the next one, fam. We're talking about the Roach. Shout out to Saints News Network, brother Kyle T. Mosley. As a Malcolm Roach is finding his way back to the Saints on a one-year deal to bolster the Saints' defensive line. We were saying that the Roach is back and it helps out. And he is a very good depth piece for the Saints. Remember, Malcolm Roach, man, I scouted Malcolm Roach. And when he became an undrafted guy, and I was looking at Malcolm Roach and studying film on him. They was showing film from Texas when they had Malcolm Roach dropping back like a linebacker. This dude's like a 300-pound uh, defensive lineman. That's how athletic he is. Dropping back like a linebacker in the cover, doing all this stuff. I was like, damn. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. This guy went undrafted, but in parts and play, remember Malcolm Roach at some points were playing better than Shy Tuttle before Shy Tuttle just got that, the, the, the run and, and became the starter. And then guys couldn't remove him. He just took it to the next level beyond certain guys. Like we expecting Kent Street to step up and take the position. He never arrived, never stepped up and took the job. And then Malcolm Roach was dealing with injuries and Malcolm Roach, the Saints bringing him back. Really good depth piece because he's ferocious. He adds to what the Saints got going on. Saints not done on the defensive line, fam. Another, you know, they can they don't have to sign a veteran right now, but there's still different, many different layers of free agency that's remaining. So the draft is approaching, and the Saints still are trying to make moves to improve upon the team. You gotta love what they're doing. You gotta love what they're doing. The only thing is, I add this caveat to it because I've seen a lot of football. I've been covering the Saints for a long time, and I'm just gonna tell you that it is I'm loving the offseason and I loved it last year but it has to you have to take this from here the off and then you got to move it successfully into the on that is the next step you got to make it all successful because these are good moves but it has to count when it when it does count you get me that's what it has to do so only time will tell if that'll be the case but anyway 
It's reported by Tom Pellicero that uh, that he was coming back. He was a restricted free agent in the offseason, was not tendered originally. Several teams were interested in the Roach, but ultimately, New Orleans is where he decided to be. 13 games for the Saints, started three of those contests. Career high 26 tackles, 14 solo, 12 assisted, and a sack. He originally joined the team as an undrafted rookie from the University of Texas in 2020. And that's the thing about the Saints and their ability. So if the Saints get a little quiet as we move forward, it's simply because the Saints hit on, you know, they hit very good on undrafted players. Shy Tuttle, undrafted guy out of Tennessee, up and down on the injuries during his college career, came to New Orleans, developed into a starting level interior defensive lineman. He will play outside for the 3-4 defense of the Carolina Panthers, but nonetheless, that he got up to a level where a team seen him as a starter. He was undrafted. The Saints are a factory for these type of players. Many, and I, and I talk about all these guys all the time, guys that are undrafted now serving roles on the team in a starting capacity. In many cases, beating out players that were drafted, that were actually drafted in the draft. So it's not a perfected science and different boards, people, different teams see players differently. You see, you see what I'm saying? The staff is all different. It's not like a uniform thing. Obviously not, because some of the guys that we see should have been drafted. Thank you, guys. The pointed one says, Big Q, Darren Sharper was a big hitter also. Yes, sir. Yes, I, got, I can't take nothing away from the first year Darren Sharper was here. He was instrumental in helping the Saints win that bowl. But, you know, I kind of kind of shy away from Sharper for obvious reasons. <laughs> but, yes, he, he was instrumental in that first year. That second year, not too much. But that first year when he came here, Darren Sharper was exactly what the Saints needed at the safety position, man. Let me tell you something. But anyway, yeah, when you talk about undrafted guys in the factory that the Saints have created and taking undrafted guys at the bottom of that ain't even – what they don't even think would be even worth being drafted and taking these guys and turning them into starters on a professional football team. The Saints have, I got to give them all the credit in the world. Jawan Johnson was a wide receiver in a loaded wide receiver room that was converted, that converted in the second year, the third year he, he got a starter and now he uh, became a starter and beat out Nick Vanette and Adam Troutman, who was a third round selection. He's a starter right now. Undrafted guy three years ago. Three years to become an all-star. I mean, not all-star, but a, a starter anyway for the Saints and get that two-year extension. There's others. How about, uh, uh, we talked about Malcolm Roach. We talked about Shy Tuttle. There are a ton of them. Carl Granderson, another guy. Carl Granderson's uh, story is even more spectacular. Carl Granderson was in prison. He got arrested on some stuff that happened at, I forgot where university came from, but he got arrested. He was in prison. Locked up and then something the judge did that was inappropriate that forced him to throw out the case. He was very fortunate. He is now playing professional football. Saints held on to him and believed in him and they got a player, man. We don't, we yet to see the, the best of Carl Granderson. And then there are many other fantastic stories that go along with what, what we do from a, uh, from a standpoint. JT Gray became a pro bowler. He's another undrafted guy. Deontay Harris Harty was another guy that became a pro bowler. He's now somewhere else. You also have other talent, like we have Rashid Shaheed, another guy that was undrafted, but is a, that has starter potential, have played starter minutes for the Saints. So they've done a phenomenal job. Then a bevy of different running backs the Saints have undrafted over the years. When you go back in the day from Corn Robinson to Chris Ivory to uh, Pierre Thomas, I mean, it goes on and on and on. The Saints have a long history of finding undrafted talent and turning them into something. So 
That's just what we do. Saints now have four defensive tackles on the roster. Roach, free agent additions, Kalen Saunders, and Nate Shepard. Prince Amelia on the reserve future deal. He's a practice squad guy. New Orleans could still add some more in free agency, but would be expected to look towards the draft. Expect. I, I still think the Saints ultimately will end up looking for uh, another veteran defensive tackle to help out, but no doubt about it. I'm anticipating the Saints, and Bob said this too on the Monday stream. That he said no, he, that he he anticipates the first and second rounds to be defensive end or defensive lineman. Let's just say that, you know. So you you, you got to look at it because it's still a need, you know. It's still a need there. But anyway, let's get to the next story here, family. Saints medical team uncovers Hodgkin lymphoma for Foster Monroe. The Saints were looking at signing him as well. And this just happened not an hour ago. Foster Monroe had a routine physical with the Saints, which uncovered something very serious that he'll have to shift his attention and focus to. So the Saints physical actually could have saved this Foster Monroe's life because he, he didn't know this was going on. So anyway, let's get into this story here. Free agent tight end Foster Monroe visited the Saints recently, and he revealed some heartbreaking news on Wednesday evening that would undoubtedly force him to step away from football for the time being. Monroe has Hodgkin's lymphoma, something that was uncovered during a routine physical conducted by the Saints. How about that? And this is what he said. A statement right here. Is through somewhat of a miraculous process, the free agency period has been life-changing for me during a routine physical conducted by the Saints medical team. Down in New Orleans, I've come to learn that I have Hodgkin's lymphoma and will be stepping away from football at this time to find to fight a new opponent, cancer. I'm grateful for the support and thankful for people who have stood firm with me. There hasn't been a single step I've taken with hundreds of people lighting the path before me, and I will continue to seek their guidance. That being said, I'll go kick this thing's ass and get back to doing what I love to do. AMDG. Shout out to Foster Monroe. Now, remember, Monroe was a guy that played at LSU. He has a lot of ties from down here. Very, I respect this hard, big heart, not the most productive of players, but would be would have been a good pickup for the Saints. And this was something that the Saints staff discovered and many blessings to Foster Monroe uh, with cancer. This is something that a lot of people are dealing with. A lot of people have won their battles with this stuff. And this is serious. And if anything, like we talked about the C-19 stuff that happened uh, in uh, several years ago. This is the same energy and same energy should be said about cancer. It's just as an epidemic that's going on. And, and it's just, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's serious. But, uh, but blessings and peace upon this, this man, Foster Monroe, and to, to, to get healthier, to get rid of the cancer, man, and move forward. Now, he's a New Orleans native who played at LSU, looked like a promised addition to the tanks, the Saints with Derek Carr at the helm. But this is a time knowing that things are bigger than football. Carr and many around the football world have come to, together to show support for Monroe, and rightfully so. This isn't the first time the Saints medical staff has uncovered a very serious medical condition. Y'all remember uh, it happened as John uh, Derenbos comes to mind. The team acquired the Eagles veteran via trade back in 2017. Remember that? And he was diagnosed not long after that with an aneurysm, which required immediate heart surgery. It's the same doctor who caught it to Dr. John Amos. And then remember, it happened with Nick Farley, who was on the nine football injury list with a lingering heart condition that never seen him play again. Y'all remember that? The Saints caught that too. So, you know, we get the, the New Orleans Saints the medical staff gets a lot of uh, uh, blame, but the, you know, these are success stories where they find these things, man, and then people can go and see about them and, and change the game and, and extend out their lives, man. So, uh, once again, uh, our prayers go out to for him and for the healing blessing upon Foster Monroe. 
to kick this cancer thing, man. Anyway, let's move on to the depth chart as we going over it, fam. We was able to preference some of the stuff that hit, happened with the depth chart as the Saints continue to move forward. Now, with Foster Monroe, which was a person that the Saints were looking to sign, they will have, obviously look and seeing if they can bring another veteran tight end that's similar to his role there. Wouldn't have cost him a lot of money to bring Foster in on a one-year deal, perhaps maybe a two-year deal, to act as a veteran in the Saints tight end room. Now, with that being said, you see Jawan Johnson. And a lot of people like Jawan Johnson as a blocker, but the Saints, they're saying, and their word on the street is that they're looking for more of a traditional inline blocker, you know, to help them. And there are a lot of really good tight ends in this draft that the Saints could possibly reach to hopefully not early because that's not really a need that we need right now. We still got guys that need to improve. We got Juwan Johnson. I like his game. There's still Adam Troutman there. We still have Lucas Crawl, who's another guy that I think can help. And Taysom Hill moves around the board. He's a wide receiver. He's a running back. He's listed as a t- in the tight end room. But having a, a true tight end or a veteran tight end and to kind of steady the group wouldn't be a bad idea. Saint shot out uh uh, at uh, what's the guy Nick Vanette? We thought Nick Vanette would be a guy that helped us, and Nick Vanette didn't do do a damn thing, but pad his pockets with Saint money. He didn't do a damn thing. So it is what it is, you see. But anyway, uh, as we move forward, fam, the tight end position is definitely something the Saints probably going to look at uh, getting into. We've seen the Jamal Williams thing as well, and most of a lot of stuff is probably going to happen in the draft. And there is some stuff about Ty J. Spit. Listen. Unlike many other times, you hear that some of these players that we chowed out, we throw out, we talk about guys like Ty J Spears and and uh, some of the other guys, Hendon Hooker and all this. But you got to look out because when the pro days happen, we know Hendon Hooker is not going to be fully healthy until uh, his estimation. He said in the interview uh, is uh, what was it around training camp or something like that. So. But it's weird how the stock rise and we still some time off of the NFL draft. So at some point you'll expect, hey, man, you know, Q, do they still take a quarterback? You know, that's a question I get a lot. Do you still take a quarterback even though you signed Carr to a, a four-year deal? Then I showed the sport track contract on TSC Q&A Live on our Tuesday stream that showed you not so fast, my friend, how the contract lays out. It's, we see four years, but there's a break in the contract. After the third year, according to the sport track agreement, where the Saints can uh, break off from Derek Carr because the money escalates to a reported 50 million bucks in the final year. So you have him until his mid 30s. Now, with that being said, if we carry on the traditional path that the Saints had with Drew Brees, which we think every quarterback can play today in their late 30s into their 40s, which is very rare that most guys did it. You've seen Tom Brady do it. You've seen Drew Brees do it. But recount the last time you've seen a guy that's productive do it. It don't happen often. So we had two recent examples because both of, the, both of those guys are great. You got to go all the way back sometime to remember a 40-year-old quarterback playing in the NFL. Was Steve DeBerg? I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that would come to my mind. But anyway, with that being said, I don't want to heap that kind of burden on Derek Carr. I still say with Jameis Winston and told Jameis has one year remaining on his contract, you still take a quarterback. Well, why, Q? Because we don't want to re- repeat the sins of the past. Now, if the Saints would have done with it, and of course, this turned out to be a bad pick. The Davenport pick was a bad pick for the Saints. We now know that because Davenport is in Minnesota right now. So it, we didn't get the type of value we thought we was going to get with the Davenport pick. So if it was taken a different direction to Lamar Jackson, we wouldn't be having these conversations about drafting a quarterback, would we? Drew would have had his apparent guy. And what we need to do at this point in time is take a quarterback. 
not in the first round, but perhaps in the second round. But I don't think Hendon Hooker slides to the third. We're fortunate if he does. But, you know, they've had conversations with him, and you need to take a quarterback at some point. Let him sit behind these guys and learn the game. And then when the time comes, you can go to him as opposed to, number one, seeing him go somewhere else, more than likely end up in your division. You know they always end up in the NFC South. You know that. They always, some kind of way, end their asses up in the NFC South. And that's the last thing you want to do is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make several trades to move up in the draft to to, to take Hendon Hooker. He won't play right away because you got Baker Mayfield there, but eventually you'll see him. This is the type of stuff that happens. They always end up in the NFC South. <laughs> That's what happens. The best talent ends up in the NFC South. We're not very competitive right now because many of these teams are young, but give them some time. Watch how it all changes. It's going to change this year relatively fast. But I still take a quarterback. Tajay Spears will be there, perhaps in the third. I don't think uh, maybe between two and three. We'll see how it all flips and goes. But, man, let me tell you something. Uh, you don't cry out on it. Thank you, Jaeger. Jaeger X 20, 2012. Thank you, fam. Appreciate that. Uh, hitting that subscribe button, fam. Thank you. But yeah, I would take it. Now, I would take Hendon Hooker in, in the second round. If he falls to the third round, that's fine too. But I'm thinking in the second round. And you say, well, why? Q, we can go for anything else. Well, the Saints afforded themselves to be able to be flexible in their draft process and they thought of mine. Being flexible enough to do what you really want to do. As opposed to, man, I got to get this player. I got to get this because we didn't service this uh, this need in free agency. Look up and down. That's why I got the draft, the, the, the depth chart on the screen. If you look up and down at the, at the, let me get to the bigger screen. There you go. Now, if you look up and down at this depth chart that the Saints currently have, and you see some of the motions that they made, because most of these motions have, you got a preferences to your depth chart. Carr, Winston's there. That fortifies the quarterback position if Carr has a setback because he's been injured before. But if he does have a setback, you got Jameis sitting there. Behind Jameis is I would pick Hendon Hooker. Or if Hendon Hooker is gone, then another quarterback that'll be there. But I'm really fixated in because I want a starter in two years and whatever. You see, at some point, you're going to have Hendon Hooker there. And then when Carr fades on out, you bring him on in. But remember, this is still the NFL. It's still the NFL and injuries happen. Whether now or later, you have to be prepared. So, Elvin Kamara to the next position, the running back room is there. Jamal Williams is fantastic. So, you have a new thunder and lightning combination between Kamara and Jamal Williams. Love that combination. You still need some more backs back there. Tajay Spears, Q, well, he's a little undersized. And listen, I'm not going to go on a tangent about why Tajay Spears would be a good addition. Y'all know what time it is with the brother. Y'all studying enough of his film. Listen, there are a lot of other fantastic running backs that run really well. We know about Noah Brown and all these other guys, uh, Mo Ibrahim and all these other fantastic running backs that they have in the draft that'll be value after the fourth round. We know about these guys. So any one of those guys will count when they talk about McBride and all these guys, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know what Tajay Spears gives you if Elvin Kamara is not there for six to eight games. You can still run his plays. You can still have his his uh, flexibility. And imagine the backfield where you have Kamara split out or Tajay in the backfield or Tajay split out. It's just ridiculous, man. You need more and more weapons that make it difficult for opposing defenses to prepare for you every Sunday. Making them have nightmares is what it's about. Let's get back to that. Having weapons all over the field that they cannot cover everybody. That's what it's all about. Taking a pressure off of each over one of your playmakers and having playmakers all over the field is what made past Saints offense nightmares. 
gave them nightmares to the rest of the opposing NFL defenses. And then we move into the wide receiver room. You see the wide receiver room looking pretty good. Michael Thomas is there, Rashid Shaheed, Chris Olave. Then behind those guys, Keith Kirkwood didn't look so good coming back from the Panthers. Traquan Smith is Traquan Smith. Kirk Merritt has terrific under uh, um, potential moving forward. He was a, a playmaking phenom in preseason last year. And then Quan Baker is there. And I remember Quan Baker is a receiver. He has size. He's six foot one. And he has a lot of speed, very fast. Runs some pretty decent routes. He got caught up in that uh, PED thing last year. The Saints kind of brought him back to see what he can do. He's a seven-round draft pick for the team. Let's see what he can do. Saints still need help in the wide receiver room. Do we go after a veteran and a draft pick? I say both. Why not? Because you still got to hedge your bets against Michael Thomas. A veteran pickup would be solid for the Saints about right now. I'm not going to tell you no lie. And they got several intriguing options for wide, veteran wide receivers that can come on here. And then, of course, picking up one in the draft. Because they're going to be a lot of really good ones from three on back. They're going to have some really good ones that you can pick up. You know, make I make mention one of the brothers from the University of West Virginia, perhaps. You know, that'll be available. We'll see. The tight end room, we already talked about that. The offensive line is added. You added uh, Storm Norton there. Don't know exactly what he's going to bring. He's really good at run blocking, pass blocking. He kind of struggles a bit. Kelvin Trockmorton needs to improve. James Hurst is our best backup offensive lineman that acts as a swing. Saints have continuity now. Trevor Penning (laughs) is the tackle. Pete McCoy, Ruiz, and Ramchak. Only one point of emphasis here is that Ramchek needs to become what he was prior to him signing the check. He's become quite mediocre and very normal. I am really surprised and disappointed by Ryan Ramchek's play. And I know he's been banged up, but Ryan Ramchek really needs to bring it. Hopefully a parent of Penning and Ramchek bringing that nastiness back could help the Saints on the ends. That'll be a great parent. Ramchek has to become what he was before the Saints paid him the money. That's what I want. McCoy will wake up, Cesar Ruiz is in line, and Andrews Pete need to stay healthy. So having James Hurst as an insurance policy as the swing offensive lineman is good. Landon Young is still there. Let's see if he can improve. And, of course, we'll see how that all goes moving forward. So anticipate the Saints probably taking undrafted, having undrafted guys to come in and help out there and provide better competition than what we had last year. The defensive end position, we go defense now, family. They got Cam there. Cam is uh, – is getting old, but he's still very productive. He's the Saints' top sack master. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. And Cam is Mr. Consistency, despite people wanting to kick Cam off the team and say this, that, and the third. All Cam do is lead the Saints' defensive line week after week after week and get a lot of the blame when other guys that's opposite of him are not handling their damn business. So Cam consistently double block, triple team block at times, but still managed to to get, what, eight and a half sacks this year? Eight sacks this year? At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. 
If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know, so Cam is Cam is Cam, man. Cam is the man who we have outside of the cam who's the lone starter left on the Saints defensive line. Everybody else is new to the starting role full time. Nate Shepard and Kyle and Kalen Saunders come to fill in the interior. Remember last year, interior guys were not as good. David on have been here for some time. Fourth round draft pick. Shy Tuttle was undrafted out of Tennessee. But what's interesting is those old guys leave and in comes a new flock of really nasty interior defensive linemen, how they perform. I think they'll do okay, but we'll, we'll have to see for real. Malcolm Roach is familiar. We know what he brings to the mixture and the saints still have to add another veteran there uh, behind Nate Shepard or behind Roach, whatever you want to put them at. They need another veteran that can help out there who they pick up. We'll see, man, they, they, they can get good value for a backup interior defensive tackle about right now. And they'll probably do that, but also approach the draft. And get some help there as well, because you would have to see about getting some help for Cam. He's getting a little old. Peyton Turner's a question mark. Can Carl Granison start for you full time for an entire full season? What does that look like? And to new passing, yo, they, the Saints did re-up with passing, yo. He has versatility where he can play outside and then kick inside if you need him to as well. So we'll see. And then Zaninga is simply a practice squad player like him and Prince Amelie. So the Saints still have needs on the defensive line interiorly and the edge. So they can both approach the draft and look for those guys because the draft is littered with guys at the top of the draft. And even as you get into the draft, there's still quite the amount of talented defensive tackles that will be available for the Saints to have that they can plug in. I would like to have a veteran there. And then, of course, down the line, have another guy there. And then, of course, the Saints will bring some other familiar names back as we get closer to the uh, training camp. The wide receiver, I mean, the linebacker room, Pete Warren and Demario Davis, Mr. Demario Davis is the man. You know, we already know that nothing needs to be said. He's getting on the back end of his career. We need to find somebody to kind of help him out. Pete Werner is fantastic, but Pete Werner isn't always available. That's the problem. So that's how Kate Nellis was able to shine in the role where Pete Werner wasn't available. The Saints could be betting on Zach Bourne. I talked to Bob about it. Uh, and the Saints have not traded or released Zach Bond. He's a third round draft pick. The Saints moved up to get that kid that year. And uh, I agree. He's a, he's from a schematic uh, standpoint. He didn't fit with the Saints are doing, but the hell with that. He's here now. He's been here for a while. And it's time for him to finally put it all together as the Saints move him into that position. Can Zach Bond have a similar, uh, I guess I could say a similar uh, explosion on the scene or development as Caden Ellis had. That's a lot to ask for. But remember, Caden Ellis was a seventh round draft pick that developed and the light went on. Why not for Zach Bourne? We'll see, man. We shall see, shall we? All right, then, of course, you look behind him. A lot of guys, people interested in is DeMarco Jackson, the fifth round draft pick there. Uh, we'd be, I'm really intrigued to see what that kid's going to break. Ty Summers, a special teams guy, so it's Nephi Sewell, Ryan Conley. So the Saints could use a veteran linebacker in the likes of somebody like uh, Eric Wilson. And people are starting, hey, Q, how about Quan uh, Alexander? Why not? 
You know, they ain't gonna cost a lot of money, but at some point you would just, you'll see the Saints probably bringing a veteran option too to help out the the linebacker room. Could be a draft pick involved in here. It could be. How about Dorian out of uh, uh, LSU? How would you like him? And they'd be like, nah, Q, you can't have two two lane guys. <laughs> could you imagine the Saints draft both uh, Tajay Spears and Dorian out of Tulane in the same draft? Could you picture that? Could you picture that two Tulane? We ain't getting no LSU guys, but Tulane drafted two. I mean, LSU, uh, uh, Saints drafted two Tulane player, players. Never happened. Never again. Then again, they both they they should be available there. So you never know. The Saints had an opportunity to look at both those guys. So could it be a draft where we might not see LSU guys on the board? But could the Saints be a, a, two, a draft this year where they pick two Tulane players? I I mean, hey man, anything can happen, right? I mean, it would be cool. But is, and then we go to the secondary of the Saints defense. Marshawn, laddie, daddy. Is Delwell Paulson a Debo uh, having his progression in the third year? We're going to see what he's doing. Marcus May and Tyron Matthew are the guys. We know we talked about nausea about May and what he has to go through with the DWI he brought down or DUI that he brought from the Jets. He hadn't done any discipline on that yet. That'll be upcoming. And, of course, behind those guys, Lonnie Johnson Jr., we talked about him, and Jonathan Abram. Love those two guys, man. Especially Abram's hard-hitting ability will really help out the Saints will, and give you really good, solid depth. You got a former second-round pick and a former first-round pick as backups for Tyron Matthew and Marcus May. Love it. JT Gray's back on an extension to give you value in the special teams room. Hugo Amadi's another guy that's a special teams ace that plays well. Smoke Monday, we'll see what he has. He has the best nickname on the team, but can he bring value in the safety room that is now loaded with Lonnie Johnson Jr. and Jonathan Abram? JT Gray, you got a... John, a smoke Monday got a hell of a job uh, to do, right? And then, of course, this, the cornerbacks behind the D-boy and Lattimore, Bradley Roby, uh, kind of reminds me of Patrick uh, Patrick Robinson. Read the same number, plays the same garbage way. Alante Taylor has great value. I love Alante's game, smart player with size and speed. Love what he brings. Looking forward to his development in the Saints defense. And then you see the rest of these other guys that will be practice squad guys and, and uh, backups for the Saints moving forward. Redoing, uh, bringing Blake Gilligan back and Will Lutz as he has Alex Quavedo as competition because we need to figure out if uh, if uh, Will Lutz can return to form, man. That's a big thing. So this is some of the stuff. So what do else do the Saints that, you, that the family see that the Saints could possibly need? Defensive end, defensive tackle, obvious, right? Linebacker, they can use some help there. Another veteran tight end, they can use some help there. But most certainly, if you're the Saints, the key and focal point of the free agency and the draft moving forward is obviously the defensive line because you, you're not done. That's, that's most obvious that you got to. You have to find somebody for Cam. You got one year left on this deal. Is it Peyton Turner? Is it not Peyton Turner? He got to answer that question. We don't know what Peyton Turner is. All we can say is that he looks like Davenport, which is not a good thing. <laughs> you know what, Q? He looks like Davenport, and the Saints did say that, man. So I'll be like, man, you got to watch what you say. We want a guy. He reminds me of, of Davenport, and you damn skip it. He does remind us of Davenport because he's never available. But he's some to a degree. Peyton Turner's worse than Davenport. Not on play on the field, but his availability. Because Peyton Turner, Davenport, when he had some issues, he did play. Peyton Turner won't pay, play through noise. <laughs> I don't know if it's them or him more than likely it's probably them versus him trying to protect them. But man, he got to show what he can do in his third year because Carl Grandison stepping up, Carl Grandison. We'll see how it all plays on the back end, man. But the defensive line is definitely a place that you're looking at. So, but what the saints afforded themselves 
at doing this. They've given themselves an opportunity to kind of move around the draft if they see fit. You see what I'm saying? They're not totally uh, zoned in or zoomed into a certain position group. You get what I'm saying? Which is the best thing that you can do. Like you fill out, fill out as many needs as you possibly need to do in free agency and, 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 and to handle your business in the draft and you move around how you want to in the draft and you can get the best player available. You can make moves. Like say, for instance, let's look at the cap situation for the black and gold. Right now, the Saints sitting with $16.4 million according to over the cap. So not bad numbers for the black and gold with 16 million. And remember, is it big signings that they're looking to do? Not at all. Jonathan Abram and uh, Lonnie Johnson Jr., those guys wasn't expensive acquisitions, but they're good value. So right now the Saints operating with $16.4 million. So whatever deals they hang out or hand out to other players that's coming, most of these guys will be rotational pieces at best. There's no other starting jobs that's, that's up for grabs right now, right? Derek Carr takes your wide receiver position. I mean, you run up your quarterback position. Jamal Williams is your key uh, backup for Elvin Kamara, right? You're going to have a Michael, a, he- a healthy Michael Thomas start now. Rashid Shaheed behind him with Chris Olave on the other side, right? You know, you have Juwan Johnson and you have Adam Troutman that's healthy. Now you can bring in a veteran tight end. That won't cost you a lot of money. Your offensive line is intact and they're healthy. So you don't have to, you know, there's no starters needs right there. The only one you could possibly say what well, the Saints could use a starter at is at the other defensive position if you don't believe in Granderson or Peyton Turner passing yo. You say, well, Q, we need to find value there. So that's the only questionable spot that you can say unless you say, let's go to the third linebacker position. You know, because that is a real position. The Saints, even though the Saints spend like 90, what? I would say 95%. It probably higher than that. Ninety five percent of their defense is in the modified nickel with two two linebackers. You know, Dennis Allen always talked about, yeah, we're gonna be doing the three four and the full three. No, you don't do none of that. He just stays in the modified nickel. And then if a guy gets hurt, then he'll bring another. He'll cycle the other guy in, like what happened with Caden Ellis when Peyton Turner when when uh, Pete Werner got banged up. So that is a key position, like a a good need position for the Saints to have a third linebacker. But is it Zach Bond? Well, we, we'll see how the Saints handle it based on if they bring in veterans in the challenge Bond for that position or they're just depth pieces. So we'll see. They didn't trade. My thing is this. They didn't trade Bond. They didn't release Bond, which makes me think the Saints still believe in Bond. He's still here. But the ultimate telltale sign will be what happens with them in free agency with Bond and then ultimately in the draft. So Zach Bond. Maybe they're trying to say, hey, man, Caden Ellis outplayed him. It's your position. Let's see what you can do. He was hanging around with the white boys a couple of years, what, last year, I think it was, or the year before that, and was working out, and they was trying to help him get the game together. If you could pick up any game from J.J. Watt or, or T.J. Watt, man, pick if you could pick up any game from T.J. Watt, please take it and run, <laughs> and run with it. That ain't a bad person to be running with trying to pick up some game. So outside of that, the Saints are doing pretty good, family. They're going to have some really good cornerbacks. Family members ask me, some of them asking about cornerbacks in the draft. Of course, if you get a good cornerback in the draft, you can't pass on them. That's just, it just empowers your secondary to have another really good cornerback that might fall to you somewhere around the fifth or sixth round, especially if it's a guy that gives you some value. But at some point, you got to recognize the fact that the Saints don't have a lot of holes to fill from a starter's perspective. 
which means like a lot of these moves that they did were very good moves to help improve upon the team. Now, will it all translate to to success? We shall see. We shall see moving forward. So anyway, as we get closer to the end of the stream, I hear you, E. Mac. He says, Bond's a bust, period. Saints don't see it as such, bro. Bond, usually you get rid of the busts. Zach Bond's still hanging around, man. You know, what's what's that mean? And he's sitting at that third linebacker position. I'm telling you, the Saints still believe in him to a degree. Now, he has athletic ability, but he has his faults. But can he get better? Can he improve? We'll see, family. We shall see. That's all I can say. We shall see. I brought Pelicans know the shout out to you. Big Q, what is the Saints' biggest need right now? I think I addressed that. I think the defensive line is still a big need for the Saints. The defensive line, you still need guys, even though um, you, you've rung in Big Nate Shepard and, and uh, Kellen Sanders. You still need help. I still say like that pass rusher role. I'm still leery of the pass rusher role. I really am. I don't know. I'm just leery about that. Because if, if we've been fortunate that Demario Davis and Cam Jordan don't miss many games. But could you imagine the Saints defense if something happened to Cam Jordan or Demario Davis? I mean, they've been giving us value year after year after year. But if, what if Demario Davis, God forbid, or Cam Jordan, God forbid, experience injury issues? They're getting older. What happens if they have to, you know, miss three or four games? How's the defense look? You see? How does it do? De- so, I still say with Cam being as getting up in age, the Saints still need to find another pass rusher in the draft, whether they do it early or, you know, second or third round. Foskey. And we talk, I asked Bob this and I asked, uh, you know, I'm probably asked some of the great St. Think Tank family members is I'm not looking to draft any more Davenports. I don't want no Davenport because Davenport wasn't crap to us, but a bust. But I'm looking to draft the next Cam Jordan. Which player in the draft reminds you of Cam Jordan? Huh? Well, Bob said Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. And I, you put the tape on to watch him. Foskey's pro ready, man. He got the size and everything. If the Saints are able, hopefully, I don't know if he'll still be on the board in the second round because his stock is rising. But Isaiah Foskey would be a tremendous pickup for the Saints. And at very least, would provide competition for the op, for the position, the, uh, the, the position opposite of Cam Jordan. He would. I love that kid's game. And, of course, the Saints have a lot of defensive interior guys. I wouldn't be mad at the Saints if they got the dancing bear from Baylor or if they got uh, the brother from Florida. What's his name? Gervin. Uh, so, I mean, it's it, the brother from, uh, uh, what was it, from Wisconsin, uh, Bino. Uh, so, I mean, Bino. So, I wouldn't be mad at all because the Saints, they have a lot of really good interior guys. So, the Saints don't have to go high with the interior defensive line position. They really don't. They can address other needs because they're setting themselves up to do that. So, like I said, they're going to keep doing this. They're looking for a veteran tight end right now to add to the room. And remember, the Saints have $16.4 million left on the cap, so they'll have enough money to be able to sign the draft picks as well as fill in cheap veteran roles for the Saints team moving forward. And that is smart. Saints had a pretty good offseason last year. This one has good energy to it. Let's just take it into the end season and make it count. Let's translate it into success. That's my only thing. All right, so shout out to the fam. Quick questions, family, before I get out. I'm not having a long stream. We're getting close to an hour. But quick questions, what you think about, fam? Throw it in the chat for me right quick. Uh, Kenneth says, uh, wide receiver for Trey Tra- Quan Smith. This is an unofficial depth chart, bro. I think you're pe- you pe- picking at the uh, – this unofficial, bro. The names are correct, but – 
you know, some of these positions, people looking at him and saying, okay, Traquan Smith is the next man behind Michael Thomas. A lot of this is going to change. I expect the Saints to sign a veteran wide receiver that won't break the bank. Somebody that will come in and help. Does and, and people says, Q, how about Jarvis Landry? Does Jarvis Landry comes back? I don't know. Jarvis Landry came to the Saints because of Jameis Winston. Could Jameis is still on the team. Can Jarvis say, you know what? Let's go back. Let's try it again. We got a car. Anything's possible. And does he work for $6 million or does it get cheaper than that? Probably will get a little cheaper, but it depends. Remember, guys like that don't sign until way later in the draft and in the free agent process. So we, we still got some stuff going on there. All right, Ramsey, shout out to you, says Q. Uh, who's another good tight end that is available in free agent since Foster Moros? Lymphoma. Uh, I haven't been able to check on that, bro. Let me, let, I can do that right now, bro. Let me pull up the NBA, I mean the NFL uh, free agent list for tight ends. Give me just a second. I'll pull that up there. Hold on, free agency. Oh. Okay, they got quite a few of them, bro. Cameron Brait. You know what? I would love to have Cameron Brait back, man. Let me put this list up here, fam. Give me just a second. And y'all tell me if y'all can see this here. All right. So there it is right there. Let me go to my big screen right here. As you can see, this is some. This is the list of tight ends that's still available according to Sport Track, right? Hayden Hurst, we know he went up where he ended up at. And the rest of these guys, Dalton Schultz and uh, Mike Giusecki. You know, Austin... Uh, Hooper's still out. I think he got signed. Robert Tunyon was another dude that I was hoping the Saints see, but Tunyon, man, killed us when he was with the Green Bay Packers. O.J. Howard got picked up on the deal, too, with the um, the Raiders. But these are some of the guys, the other guys are still available. Cameron Brait. Uh, oh, no, now they got Dan Arnold up there. Good Lord, no. Rudolph is still at 33 years old. Remember, Irv Smith is another interesting option. He don't exactly fit the Saints veteran tight end thing because he, he's a still a young guy but he's the son of Irv Smith Jr. Remember that? That was I mean for Irv Smith Sr. who's a tight end for the Saints. I think he came out of Notre Dame but that's his son but that would be cool to see him come down here but he just don't fit what they're doing but this is the list of some of the names right here. You see Foster Monroe but Foster was 25. So but you have these guys that the Saints bring in so we'll see man. So who do you guys like? Cameron Brake would be interesting to me because the Saints used to have Cameron Brake. They're the ones that pull Cameron break in here. And then he got stole off our practice squad. And then he went out there and started performing well. So I would love to have a Cameron Braden who played fullback for you, played tight end and Cameron breaks a good player. When he's out on the field, he gives you value. He's 31 years of age. He'll work for cheap. I don't know. And then there are other people that you see on here. Uh, who else? Like Richard Rogers, Jesse James is on this one. Max Williams, Farrell Brown. Uh, who else? They got uh, Kyle Rudolph, Ryan Griffin, Adam Shaheen. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is a veteran. Uh, Jeff Swam, former Cowboy tight end. Drew Sample from Cincy. You know, so these are some of the tight ends. I know most of these guys are not really big names, but you know these guys ain't going to command, command a lot of money anyway, right? You see? So there you go. Hope that answered the question. Hey, I hear you, Kenneth. Kenneth says tight end from Notre Dame, Q. Michael Mayer. Yeah, I know, bro. A lot of people like him. They've got a, quite a few really good tight ends in the draft, man. I'm going to be honest with you. JT says, Q, where does Gibbs slotted to go? From the uh, Jeremiah Gibbs uh, Jeremiah Gibbs from uh, Alabama. Uh, carries, I was looking at a few of the drafters. They were saying he carries a second round grade between the second and third round grade. That's what they're saying for Gibbs. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of Saints people loving on Gibbs, man. They really like Gibbs' game, man. But uh, I remember Bob was posed to that question. Bob said he kind of he mirrors what Kamara does. You know, but playmaker's a playmaker in my book, man. Guys get hurt, and instead of losing their skill set, if you got a guy that can do something similar to what they do, man, let's keep them plays going. You know, that's my mentality. Like, you have a your star back like Elvin. Jamal Williams is the power back that does have wiggle, too, and speed, too. The, you know, energy and excitement, they'll pair really well together. And then you have your third running back. What, Saints had a power back that they never used? No, how about having a skill guy? A guy that has some speed and power that can run a little bit of both of, of of running back one and two. You see what I'm saying? That can do a little bit of both. You know, that's what I would like. But the Saints, how many running backs do they keep on the active roster? That's the only other thing. But I'm not mad at the uh the Gibbs pick. You know, I'm not. But I, you know, I like Tajay Spears. I think Tajay Spears is a guy that I'd rather have on the team than playing against me. You get what I'm saying, fam? That's just how I feel. I Bruce says it's a lot when Ellis was taken away with stardom on Ellis got them seven sacks. Yeah. If we can pull 10 to 12 sacks from players, not on the D line, it opens stuff up. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to get with it, bro. Bruce, you saying the right stuff, bro. You, you hitting on it. Emac says, uh, Davenport didn't have a low center of gravity being six, six. He was easily blocked by top offensive linemen, not even by top ones, bro. Yeah. Emac, even by guys, you didn't even know. They had offensive linemen that were blocking Davenport that were no-name guys. They had a lot of backups that Davenport was going again and getting blocked out about them. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? This guy's like a second or third string. He blocking the hell out of Davenport. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So I'm like, man, you know, I can understand it happen once in a while, but Consistently, week after week, backup offensive linemen and no-name offensive linemen shutting you down? 
Well, Q, he got the pressures, but pressures don't mean nothing if they don't come with the sex. You got to have sex. They're not paying for pressures. You know, <laughs> right now, Minnesota paid him for potential. But that gets old quick, man, because they see Davenport as a clone, like a bad clone or unproductive clone of uh, Daniil Hunter. That's what it is. They got Daniil Hunter over there like, man, Davenport look, could be like Daniil Hunter. And that's what they're shooting at. So they're willing to spend that money. That's why it's a one-year deal. Damon says, hey, Q, what do you think about Meyer from tight end? I, I think he's awesome, man. That is a, the dude, the tight end from uh, Michael Meyer, Mayer from uh, Notre Dame is very good. Very good tight end. The only thing is, do the Saints do that? Do they grab at him? You know, I, they got some really good tight ends in here that can go late, that can really help you, man. They got some good tight ends, man. They got a, a really good position, like the wide receiver position later on in the draft. You know, they got the defensive line position spans out the draft, so you don't have to go at that position unless it's a player you love. They got some good DBs that can help us in this draft as well. You know, the defensive line is, uh, you know, we'll see. It kind of looked like to me, like when we go over to uh, some of this stuff, it thins out and then you have to do some digging to find some jewels that's later on in the draft. And, you know, we do that. You know, we do, we do that better than anybody. All right, so anyway, St. John, shout out to you, my brother, says, would you want Quan Alexander back for depth? I would definitely do. I would definitely want Quan Alexander back, brother John, to be honest with you. I would definitely like Quan back, man. Quan was was productive when he was here. I wouldn't be mad at a Quan Alexander re-signing, and it helps us. You know, it gives a guy that's familiar with what you're doing. Uh, so I wouldn't be mad at a Quan Alexander, even uh, Eric uh, Wilson re-signing. I would love that, too. You know, I don't see why the Saints were able to allow him to get picked. Thank you for your question, bro. 504 Coast says, Q, do you think we sign veteran wide receiver or do we just draft one? I think both, bro. I think it could be a situation where the Saints could do both. I really do. Because they got guys that'll be available after the fourth round. That'll be nice. That'll be nice pickups for the Saints. Thank you, brother. Emac, for your super chat, bro. Thank you for that, bro. Much love. Thank you, sir. But yeah, I think they do both. I think the Saints do get a veteran. Because remember, it's a lot to put on a young wide receiver when you have playoff aspirations. A Jarvis Landry type, you know, that was a really smart signing by the Saints. And it's one of those things the Saints could do again. They can find another veteran guy. And maybe I need to pull up the list for that, right, fam? Before somebody say, hey, Q, what veteran wide receivers are available in free agency? So let's take a peek while I'm talking about it, right? So these are some of the guys that's off the board right there. And these are the ones that are still available. Kenny Galladay, which is, I think that'll be a bit pricey for the Saints. Robbie Anderson, DJ Chalk is out there. That's going to be pricey. Randall Cobb is out there. Do you want, you know, what, what are you looking for? You're looking for a, a, a guy, you know, like Jarvis, Jarvis Landry's side or whatnot. They got a different mix of them. Landry himself is still out there. Jameson Crowder, Sammy Watkins. That could be an interesting Sammy Watkins. You know, uh, Rashad Higgins is another one. So, I mean, who do you, who do you like? They got a mixture of different ones that's available out there that, depending on if you're the Saints, you want a veteran guy that helps out, that, that you can count on in a pinch if you need to. And uh, Odell Beckham Jr., people are like, how about him, Q? I don't know. I, I think, I don't know if the Saints, I don't think they pay Odell Beckham money to land him, man. I don't think they, so I would rather see them go after Jarvis Landry and bring him back. But these are other names. They're not very intriguing names, you know, to be honest with you, but what it is. All right, thank you, bro. Ram says, "Does Kyle Rudolph fit with what we do?" Now he's, you know, he's a, he blocks. He ain't the most athletic thing <laughs> person in the world, 
But you know, if we sign freaking Nick Vanette, bro, and Nick Vanette runs like his like his feet, like he was they put two like some old 20 mobsters, took him and stuffed both of his feet in some concrete and then cut it in the block and this okay, now go ahead, you're free. That's how he moved around. Like he had his feet was encased in cylinder blocks walking around. He was non-athletic like a dog. How different is that from Kyle Rudolph? Kyle Rudolph is not athletic anymore, but he still can block and he still can catch the ball on you. You know, so I'm not expecting him to do anything but just be like a mentor in the tight end room. But perhaps the Saints want a younger tight end. Uh, you know, they were reaching out to Foster Monroe because of his relationship being down here. He was a former Raider player. That made a lot of sense to have a weapon that Carr is familiar with. But in it, is there any other uh, offensive pieces that come from the Raiders that Carr is familiar with? Do the Saints look in that direction? Uh, you know, only time will tell. Damien said, hey, Q, all... All this depth we're signing at this point, would you do with, uh, he said, when I first prime pick, I would say move back or move up or move back. I don't know if the Saints move up, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know, but it does provide them with some more options. You know, it doesn't exactly tie us to the draft. I think the Saints can stand pat, just stay where they're at and just make good moves. Now, at some point later on in the draft, they could probably put some picks together and move up to grab a player you know, at the end of the day, but they have a lot of uh, draft picks that they need to make. And you might see them package picks later on in the draft to move up to get one player or a position to draft somebody. I've seen them do that multiple times throughout the years, but mostly overall through the draft, I can see the Saints, the way they operate and assign to these players that they can stay right where they at and get good value. See, the role is get as many uh, inexpensive players to help our team out right now, because we're not really that bad off. Like the team wasn't a bad team last year. We just, didn't have the leadership. We, we, you know, it just was a, a schematic and coaching letdown of the talent. It was not a full utilization in a positive manner of the talent that we had last year. The team was a playoff team last year. So you're not in a position like you, the Carolina Panthers, when you was a dumpster fire, and then you had to go into free agency like a madman and pick up wide receivers, running backs, defensive line, linebackers, secondary players. You see what I'm saying? Or if you was like the Atlanta Falcons, where you was just, a team that's struggling all over the place and then you finally got free of the money. Then you had to just run out there and get wide receivers, tight end, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, all this type of stuff. You see what I'm saying? The saints are not moving in a, like in a manner where like these other desperate clubs are to try to prove to everybody that they can win again when they haven't won in a while. The saints lost because of what the saints did. A lot of the Saints did like, and I'm saying that they wasn't coached properly because a lot of the Saints players were doing false starts and turning the ball over stuff that happened with the quarterback position, all stuff that was relatively could be fixed with better coaching. Let's get that straight. So the Saints failed because the Saints failed, not because they were that significantly worse than the teams that they were playing. Because a lot of games the Saints had in their hands and allowed to slip because of coaching errors and bad decision making from the coach level. Because Mickey and Jeff Ireland and Kai Harley gave them the weapons, the tools to march into the playoffs. This is facts, right? So a lot of that was before because of coaching errors. Now, with that being said, do we improve in that manner? Because we add a lot of talent here. We wasn't that bad off. Now, with guys, even with guys moving out and going to other places, the Saints still are in a position from a standpoint, like we lost three starters on defense, but 
in essence, the guys that we lost weren't as productive, productive as we wanted them to be. Davenport's a bust, so you lose a damn bus. David Onyemata and Shai Tuttle were terrible inside. They were allowing 120-something yards a game on us. So even though there are losses, there were losses in a negative manner. So you would have to do something there anyway. So the Saints were able to move players and guys in because they had to. <laughs> it's different when they was, if they were a top five unit tearing it up, right? And they were just like, oh man, Q, we can't lose these guys. They are doing this. And then of course, another thing to add to the coaching is that you had change throughout the coaching staff. How does that translate? Does the, is it a new a message where people, ha- and, and people got to learn people. That's what the camp's about and, you know, and getting all that together. So how does that look? Because we don't have the same coaching staff. We don't have Coach Richard anymore. We don't have Ryan Nielsen. He's gone. So we have that facet of, of, of change happening. And that's a good thing because sometimes you need fresh air there. Somebody to bring a different approach. So sometimes that's a good thing. But once again, the Saints were losing, not because the Saints were just, just teams were just kicking the Saints all over the field. The Saints lost because of, of uh, issues dealing at the coaching level where they didn't discipline the players because they were false starting, dropping balls, not knowing where they were supposed to be. That is all coaching related. They had the talent and should have been a playoff team last year. There should not have been any regression. You shouldn't have went from nine and seven to seven and 10, you know, so better decision-making. That was the whole situation with that. But anyway, I won't go too far on that tangent. So, uh, Q, do you have any uh, faith left for Troutman? I do, bro. In a reserve role, I think Troutman would be fine, man. I think the Saints probably heaped a little too much on him. Maybe, and I thought Troutman could turn into being, people were comparing Troutman to some of the better tight ends because last year he went to the training, the tight end camp, and was working with Travis Kelsey and uh, and uh, uh, the guy from the, the 49ers, uh, Joe, uh, uh, forgot the man from the tight ends, the, the tight end from the 49ers, the real good one there. Went down, was working with them guys. And he was learning game. He played a little bit better. But the thing about Adam Troutman is he has to get more consistent. He has to be more consistent. He has to. When the ball is thrown to him, he got to catch the ball. He got, you know, stuff like that. You got to know where to be. And he got better, but he has to have, it has to be like a quantum leap, man. You were a third round draft pick. You got to take it up here. And a lot of what's going on with Adam Troutman family is psychological. I'm just keeping it real with you. It's psychological. You could tell that time. He got all the talent in the world, but why are you not dialed in? Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? 
Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. What's going on while you're not totally committed to what's going on? You see what I'm saying? It's like it just seems like at times he's not dialed in. So is this the year when it all makes sense? Sometimes it takes guys a little longer to figure it out. So we'll see with Troutman. But I think Troutman's good in the reserve role. We just don't want to heap too much on him too soon. And the Saints still have uh, faith in that guy, man. Bruce Bro says, why ain't Michael Strand coaching the NFL? Rhetorical question. He gets paid more and probably makes and probably likes it more when he is hit on by a woman instead. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Strahan, man, found a gravy pit, man. He ain't going nowhere, man. He's straight Hollywood. Strahan is straight Hollywood, man. And and he was on news shows. Yeah, he going places where a very few defensive players of his magnitude go. You know, Strahan is uh is Hollywood. Uh, Kenneth says, go get Frank Clark or yeah, and Gakwe and and get the rest of the draft. Well, that's a that's an option. How much does Frank Clark want? I'm not mad at that pickup, but still in all, you you still got to hit the draft because Clark will be what a one year deal. Clark is up there and it'll still be a one-year deal. So it'd be like a passing you or something like that, a little better than passing you. He's productive. But it's not a long-term option. You still got to look at the future, right? So, yeah, you, you, you're you looking at something. Kyle says, what's up, Q? Are we going to even know who's on – he says, uh, are we going to even know who's on our next year's roster? Our next year's roster? This year or next year? Um, oh, you need for 2024. Is that what you're saying, Kyle? I mean, you could, you just look at, you could pull it up and uh, next year it'll show you 2024's free agency and then you just pick out the ones that the contracts are up with. So you have some guys that uh, kind of, I know Cam has one year left and, you know, we can look at it going forward. So you have some moves to make and I think the Saints will probably extend out on Cam. I don't think Cam contract when it comes to an end, I think they'll probably give him a year or two, you know, and he'll go out as a New Orleans Saint. Cam ain't going nowhere. Favo Fogo said, do you have any, okay, Troutman, do I have faith in Troutman? I like him as a reserve, bro. I'm just going to say that much about him. All right, uh, Ram says, Q, do you think we resign? Mar- Hell no, no, no to Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is gone, bro. He needs to retire and, and stay as far away from New Orleans as he probably may be in a visiting capacity, but don't you ever put a helmet and shoulder pads on for the rest of your life. Yeah, Mark Ingram is done. He's cooked chicken. He's cooked goose. Stick a fork in him. He's done. It's over with. Hasta la vista to Mark Ingram. That's Jamal Williams makes me forget about him. Now, he's great. Mark Ingram leads this all-time rusher in Saints history. Phenomenal. He took down Deuce, uh, 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 Deuce McAllister's thing. So he he's in St. Louis, the best running back ever. You know, you can't take that away from him in terms of him being a, a impact in the Saints. On the field, absolutely not. Hell no. Damon says, fact, you are, okay, thank you, Damien. All right, uh, Damon says, you think Davenport will ball out with his new team? Ain't no telling, bro. He ain't got much of pressure, you know, to ball out on a team. Maybe somebody else can reach him. 
You know, sometimes players get, get drafted by their team. If they're not mature enough, they're thinking I'm a first-round draft pick. They'll stick with me, all this kind of stuff. And then they go to a different team, and the team finds out how to utilize them. Minnesota is very familiar with the type of player that Marcus Davenport is because he's a cheap version of Daniil Hunter. So if they can, if Daniil Hunter can share some game with him on what he needs to do, and he's on a one-year deal, which puts pressure on Mark, uh, on uh, Mark, on uh, Marcus Davenport to step his game up during another contract, he could take it a lot seriously than what the hell he did down here. So he can improve it, man. It's a different scenario altogether. It's a one-year prove-it deal. And, uh, you know, change of scenery helps, bro. A lot of these guys, man, it, it just looks different, you know? All right. All right, Rams says, Q, uh, true at Atlanta signed Hopkins. He says, he says, is it true that I don't think they signed uh, D-Hop. They signed uh, Collins. The wide, the speedy wide receiver. I heard that we're in a talk in the trade, but I hear Dallas is trying to get uh, trying to get Hopkins, and uh, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised as Atlanta's trying to uh, find him out. We know Adam Thielen picked up with Carolina. They really excited about that. And I was looked down like, yeah, Adam Thielen has been a pain in IS in the past, but Adam Thielen's a little older now. He still will provide good veteran uh, leadership to that young wide receiver core that they have out there. He runs good routes. He catches everything you throw to him. And they're trying to make it easy for the rookie quarterback they're going to draft. So you know, we'll see how it all looks, man. We're going to see how it all looks in the end, man. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, you go, Kenneth, Kenneth, George Kittles. Thank you, family. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Sometimes I be forgetting these guys' names, you know. They ain't on the team to hell with them, you know. <laughs> all right, so anyway, with that being said, family, listen, I'm going to get out on that. I think I got all y'all questions, man. All right, no, no, Kyle says the single biggest reason the Saints sucked the last two seasons, no red zone running game. Yeah, that's one of the things, and bad quarterback play, throw that in there. Sucky play calling, throw that in there. Uh, bad preparation, throw that in there. So it's a number. <laughs> I can go down a whole laundry list of reasons why the Saints offense sucked last year. So it is. All right, so with that being said, man, appreciate y'all for chiming in. Thank all the family members, man, for spending time with me in this episode of the coma, man. Congratulations uh, to the re-signing of Malcolm Roach and the addition of Jonathan Abrams. This is a guy, man, that's a Mississippi kid out of Columbia. Man, I love his game. I was big up in, in talking about how fantastic Abram is when he was playing for him and how he has the, a hard hit, a hard hit ability that we love in the who that nation, a guy that comes up that's fearless Remember, we used to have a guy here that would duck his damn head down and was uh, afraid to initiate contact. You don't have that with this guy. This is a heat-seeking, seek-and-destroy missile safety. And Lonnie Johnson, these guys come with some good mentality. So I'm encouraged by that. I really do like that because we need these type of players to take it to the next level. Nelson Aguilar on a two-year deal? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't don't like Nelson Aguilar. I mean, he's just radically inconsistent. Uh, I guess if it, you know, as a veteran wide receiver, like a guy that can stretch the field, he did play better when he left Philadelphia. But uh, I don't know. I think we could probably do a little bit better than Nelson Aguilar. You know, I don't know, bro. I don't. I don't like him. Not on a two-year deal. Maybe on a prove-it deal. But still, in all, I think we, do we have better options than him? You know, we probably do. I don't know. All right. So what's uh, thank y'all, fam. Appreciate y'all. To uh, to tell me about the five hundred four says we need another sideline to sideline free safety. All right. Uh, Malik, shout out to you, bro. Malik, uh, 2011 JC. Thank you for smashing the subscribe button. Welcome to the family. Thank y'all for being here. So with that being said, the NFC South making moves, Carolina feeling pretty good about themselves. A like little, little crap talking for my uh, NFC South comrades. Uh, you know, 
And that's fine, man. Y'all level up, man, because it'll make us make it really fun when the season kicks off and we kind of pair ourselves against guys in the rest of the NFC South because they're talking a lot of smack. Like right now, I'm like, dude, how y'all still smoking, talking smack? Y'all don't even have a quarterback yet. <laughs> Dad, Andy Dalton is your goddamn quarterback right now, man. Well, that's going to change, Q. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, brother. Devin, thank you, fam, for hitting that like button. Shout out to Devin Lafarque. LaFarque, thank you, family, for doing that. Appreciate you. So with that being said, fam, I'm going to get out on that. I appreciate y'all for chiming in. Do me a service. Hit the like button. Subscribe like some of the family members that subscribe. If you're not a subscriber, please feel free to share the show links on your social media feed. Remember, that helps me out a lot and the stream out a lot. Got a lot of positive things coming down the pipe for content creators that want to work with the PRO Media Network for our Pelican people. Just be looking out for that, man. I got a lot of stuff that I got to unroll and I don't want un- outroll it or roll it or however you want to phrase it or roll it out too fast because there's a lot of stuff. So I'm going to have to take time like every week to roll out this and then next week roll out that and then roll out so everybody can get what I got going on and and, and everything. We work together and doing all this kind of stuff. So just be patient with me. We're going to roll it out on the side. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. I appreciate y'all. Y'all be safe out there and I'll see y'all on our Thursday stream. Who that to you and much love. Yeah. insurance what's your excuse for putting it off can't afford it too much hassle think your work coverage is enough there's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance but one big reason why you shouldn't if the unexpected were to happen to you who would pay the mortgage the kids tuition and all the other bills in a time of grief the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. 
Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio.